talk a little college football throughout my picks. My yes. favorite pick of the weekend. We've given out this one multiple times. I think we're all going to be in agreement on this one. I think this is the perfect buy low spot on Wake Forest. Uh, it's the highest total we've seen all season long in college football. The only total close is this UCLA total this weekend. They're both about the same. So we're going to see some points here. And I like this as a bounce back spot for Wake Forest, even though I did say that last week it was the same issues. The last two games, man, 11 turnovers. Reason being Sam Hartman, who I like. They run that RPO offense where he pulls out like last minute. They're either going to run the ball or they're going to take a shot with one of their wide receivers on the outside. Love AP Perry. The problem is half those turnovers have just been bad luck. And the other half, because of the pressure that they're seeing, that offensive line has just taken a beating. And then they have a Carolina defense, though, man. And here's my here's my handicap against all ACC teams. The ACC, everybody rags on the Pac-12. The ACC, that's my that was on my fraud list this week. Oh, it's just the entire conference. conference. That's a good one. All the top teams, guys. All the top teams, Notre Dame has lost this year to Marshall and Stanford. Correct. Two terrible football teams. Yes. Look what Notre Dame has done against all the top teams in the ACC. Look what they did against UNC whooped them. Clemson whooped them. Reason being, whooped them. Other than Clemson, they play no defense. Carolina, outside the top 120 in schedule of Justin Havoc. So the reason that they're turning the ball over Wake Forest is because of the pressure. Carolina gets no pressure. Wake Forest's defense, which is also brutal, which is why we're seeing this total so high, Actually, 50 spots better than North Carolina. And then you look at these last two games. I like this Louisville team, and I like NC State now that they made the change at quarterback and went with the freshman, MJ Morris, rather than the kid that they had the backup. And in those last two games, man, where Hartman's turned the ball over, they have not been able to run the football. 120 rushing yards the last two weeks is not going to get it done. I just, I really like them. Carolina's defense, 110th in the country. I think this is a good bounce back spot for Sam Hartman. And Carolina, they haven't really played anybody. The only team they played with the Pulse was Notre Dame. Like I said, they were three-point favorites in that game. They were down 25 points in the fourth quarter. The reason they're a one-win team, or one-loss team, I'm sorry, North Carolina, is because they hit the, the quarterback jackpot, man. Drake May is going to be the yeah, first quarterback so taken. Oh, he's great. Mac Brown was on the hot seat coming into this season. He now was. they're a one-loss team. He's going to keep his job. They'll probably be a disaster next year because remember when we were all hyping up, hyping him up a couple years ago when Sam Howell uh, was there that last year? They were ranked in the top 10, and then they got blitzed by Virginia Tech week one. Yep. Yeah. And then we didn't see them in the rankings the rest of the season. So love Wake Forest. That's my favorite bet in college football. My second favorite bet, Navy plus 17. I like mm. this all the way down to 15 against yes. Notre Dame. I'll be at this game, meaning Notre Dame will probably lose their 0-2 in games that I attend. This jumped back <laughs> up. It was 15 and a half. Now it's 17 again. It's back up? Yeah, it was Perfect. 15 and a half. Yep. Yeah. I love it at 17. And I can see people, I can see money coming in on Notre Dame the way that they've played. And also, I mean, Dan Orlowski put this breakdown uh, down on his Twitter the other day, man, about how the play calling has changed for Tommy Reese, how creative he's got with the play calling. I feel like I'm going to have the same breakdown for a couple of these games. Just a perfect letdown spot where you had Notre Dame, biggest win of the season. That was huge for Marcus Freeman because this season's not about getting to a bowl game. You're not going to the playoff. It's about keeping the recruits that you have. And then going out there this summer and getting better recruits because you can't have Drew Pine starting at quarterback next no, year. He is so bad. So you went from prime time at home, everybody rushes the crowd. You beat Clemson for the second time in four years. Now to play in the early kickoff here in Maryland against Navy. And you know Notre Dame's strength is their offensive line and their rushing attack. They're averaging over 240 rushing yards. You know Drew Pine's not beating anybody. And Navy's top 15 in the country in line yards, stuff rate, EPA per rush. They stuff the run. And then the way to attack Navy is their secondary. Yeah. How the hell are you going to do that with Drew Pine? I mean, unless unless you target the middle of the field with Michael Mayer, 
I really like them. And then this, the trend that I do care about, nobody wants to beat up on service academy teams, no. especially Notre Dame. On Veterans Day weekend, no less. 40-22-2 and two against the spread when they're more than two touchdown dogs since 2005, and they yep. cover those games by at least five points. That's a 66% uh, so, cover rate. We'll roll with Navy. Uh, another one that I like, I don't feel as comfortable because everybody I feel is against this pick, but I've played Arkansas at three and a half, and I like them at three, and I kind of like a little sprinkle on the money line. My only concern is KJ Jefferson going to be out there Full participant in practice on Monday. Didn't practice on Monday. They're being really quiet, hidden practices. LSU and Brian Kelly don't really have... Brian Kelly doesn't have a hangover spot, though. That's the thing. He's really good. And his press conference Monday and Tuesday, he's like, forget about that win over Alabama. That means nothing. We're moving on. We have a shot to get to the SEC title game. Nobody was giving us a chance. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I haven't played the over yet. I'm kind of hoping that that comes down. It doesn't look like it's going to. I just think LSU is going to score. They're going to run the ball. Arkansas is outside the top 100 in run defense, but I think Arkansas is going to run the ball. And I love Sam Pittman as an underdog. 12 and 6 against the spread as a dog the last couple of years. 8 and 3 against the top 20. And then you have them running the ball. And you have Kendall Bryles, who I think is the best play caller out there. And LSU can't really stop the run. They are actually uh, below average in rush success rate, yards per rush. I think Arkansas is going to run the ball down their throats as long as KJ Jefferson's out there. If he doesn't play, I might buy back out of that. Uh, Texas minus seven. What concerns me, I saw a big book need this week, and John Ewing had this as well. Texas to win, but not to cover. But you have a seven-point spread for a three-loss team against the only undefeated team in the conference. And I think the reason is, TCU was bitching. They were complaining that they weren't in the college football playoff because they were unbeaten. Now they got their wish. Now they're going to have a target on their back. Mm -hmm. And I think Texas is a really good team. I say this every single week. They could easily be undefeated, or at least a one-loss team. Unlucky losses. And then you have TCU. They're beat up right now. Their best wide receiver, Quentin Johnson, had an ankle injury mm -hmm. last week. Looks like he's going to play. I think he might be the best wide receiver in the country. Definitely the Big 12. Max Duggan has a calf injury. And they're going against a Texas defense where you can't run the ball on them. They're top five against the run. You could get them through the air, even though they play that man coverage, and I like their secondary. But if Duggan's limited, can't really move around, and Johnston can't go or he's not 100%, I think they'll be able to take advantage. And the only top 20 defenses, we've been calling TCU, we've been going against them like the last couple weeks. Every week. And it, I've never seen a luckier team. They knock out everybody's starting quarterback. Kansas State, Adrian Martinez, then the backup. Uh, Kansas, they get Bean, they knock him out of that game. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders was hobbled in that game. The only top 20 defense TCU physical. has played all season, Kansas State. And in that game, they were down 18 points. I don't want to bring up that game because we all lost money on it. They hung 38 points in that game, but it was misleading because Adrian Martinez goes down and then they couldn't sustain drives and the defense was on the field the entire game. I just think this is a huge step up in class. Texas is inside the top 25. And then a thing that nobody's talking about for some reason, Gary Patterson, who coached Matt, Max Duggan, who was at TCU forever, he's a special advisor for Texas on the defensive side of the ball. He knows Max Duggan very well. You got a top five unit against the run. I think this is a perfect spot for Texas as long as uh, Quinn Ewers doesn't turn the ball over 14 times. Just give the ball to B. John Robinson. He's the best back in the league. He's going against a DC, uh, TCU defensive line that's outside the top 80 in defensive line yards. And I just saw this on PFF, actually, a couple hours ago. Robinson this year, 73 missed tackles for us, number one in the country, and 781 rushing yards after first contact, meaning you can't bring the guy down. So mm -hmm. I really like Texas in the spot, minus seven. Last one I have, uh, I like the under, and I know you guys, I think, are going there, so I'll stay away from that. I took Mississippi State plus 17. It's my hold your nose game of the week because I hate betting against Georgia. I just think, again, we could get maybe potentially a sleepwalk spot after they beat Tennessee. 
And Will Rogers has had some big games against Alabama, and I know their defense isn't what we expected it to be. He was solid. And Mississippi State, all they have to do is get in the red zone. When they do get into the red zone, they capitalize. 23 touchdowns and 27 trips. I hate watching these teams play against Georgia and Alabama and kick field goals. You're not going to beat them. I know Georgia's not the most explosive offense, but when they want to be, they can be. A couple weeks ago, they were the number two passing offense in the country. Now they've had some blowouts, so they take their foot off the gas in the second half. Stetson Bennett, we've seen that he's prone to making some mistakes in these big games. He steps up in class. Mississippi State may have one of the better secondaries in the country. I know the rating is 38th in their pass defense, but they got a couple pros in the secondary. And then we get Mike Leach in the underdog role, 16-7 and seven against the spread yeah, when like he's a uh, dog more than 14 points. So I'll go with Mississippi State. Last time I bet against Georgia, though, or I'm sorry, yeah, last time I bet against Georgia was week one with Oregon. And uh, I think that game was over in like the first quarter. Minute. So first, like first couple of minutes, you just knew. Yeah, I'd be I'd be careful. But, of, well, all they got to do, though, all Georgia has to do is run the table in their end. So I'm on Navy plus 17, Arkansas plus three, Mississippi State plus 17. I like Wake Forest. I took them on the money line, but I would go up to three and a half, four. I like Texas minus seven. I, I play that up to eight. four and a half today. Would you play that? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to win that game by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then one that I don't really have a breakdown for, but I played them the last couple weeks, and I think this is finally the spot maybe they cover. Because they started off what five and zero, oh, now they've lost a couple games. JMU on the road, seven point favorites against a three and six Old Dominion team. Usually, here's the spot where I'd grab Old Dominion, but I think JMU runs up the score, and I think they finally get right. I played that one really small, and then I'm thinking about adding Southern Mississippi. Reason being, and it went from seven to four and a half. Grayson McCall is done for the year for Coastal Carolina. And Spurtle news. I mean, that's like Bryce Young being out for I Alabama. Know. Yeah. That's not, like 67% of their offense, 60 to 70% of their offense right there. Uh, he got hurt, but not before he was able to cover against App State for us. So yeah. that was nice. Yeah. I know that is a tough blow for Coastal Carolina. I, You know, their backup came in, though, and played a little bit in that App State game. He didn't look bad. That offense still, there's so many moving parts, and they run a lot of option stuff and zone read, which is tough to prepare for. I do kind of like Coastal, but uh, I do want to wait and see him play a couple games without McCall. And then the one, the other game that I haven't played yet, I was actually thinking about taking Alabama this week, thinking that they're going to be pissed off, they're going to be motivated. Nick Saban always wants to beat Lane, and I know Lane's going to be motivated to put up some points here, but he just doesn't really have the passing attack to take advantage of that secondary. I mean, Jackson Dart, they're a rushing offense, and Jackson Dart's been a little bit beat up the last couple weeks. Here's the thing, though. I don't know what the motivation for Alabama is. That's the thing. Because do they still believe they have an outside shot at the college football playoff with two losses? Or are they like, hey, man, like we don't care about the Outback Bowl. Right now, I think they're they're on on the path for the Sugar Bowl, right? Or the Orange Bowl, one of the two. One I, of the I two. Think. That's the key. You have to wait and see. LSU Arkansas is at noon. Yeah. So you wait to see the result of that one because you know if LSU wins, Lane's going to have them pumping into the stadium. LSU beats Arkansas, and then all the Alabama players were there. Can't win the SEC now. And then you don't know how that affects their performance. Now, if Arkansas were to beat LSU, then Bama's like, oh, we win this game. Then all of a sudden, we we might have a chance to make it. So... It's a great point you bring up, and that's why I would wait to bet Bama Ole Miss and see the result of LSU. Yeah, and I keep, well, I keep hearing everybody make the case for Ole Miss, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, even if I just, I don't see Nick Saban always wants to beat his former assistants. We know that he's going to want to beat Lane. Oh yeah, and I could see this team just pissed off, and I could see the defense finally showing up. And I only really have concerns about the secondary. I mean, Will Anderson. I think what happened with him this year, coming into the year, he heard the hype. And he knows he's going to be a top five pick. Kind of like Jadavion Clowney that one year where it's like, I don't want to get injured. 
Yeah. And now that they're out of it, I don't I don't know. I think they cover though. The only concern the other thing on the offensive side of the ball, Bryce actually looked more injured last week than he did against yeah, Tennessee against did. LSU. He like did. he did not look good. And those receivers, like nobody stepped up. Jameer Gibbs is still the best route runner and he's your running back. I know. That game too, if Bryce doesn't throw a pick to open the game, if they go up 7-0, I think that's a totally different game. That interception, because LSU's offense really struggled in the first quarter, first quarter and a half. Bama had three straight three and outs, but that pick just kind of, it gave LSU confidence. It woke Death Valley up and they weren't able to win it. I, I just, I can't lay double digits with Bama on the road until they show me that they can cover. That, I can't that do fair. it. That, that's, I'm staying away from that one for right now. Maybe I'll live bet that game. Maybe they'll go down early or something.